0: Welcome to Naturally Happy, the radio show and podcast. I'm Dr. Vidya Reddy. Are you ready to ignite your life? Because it's time to foster your happiness, your relationships, and your health. If you want to live with more passion, experience more freedom, and of course have so much fun, you're in the right place. So close your eyes, open your ears and your heart, and join me on your journey to living happy naturally. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Naturally Happy Podcast. I'm Dr. Vidya Reddy. I am so excited to have all of you here. And if you're passionate about your personal and spiritual growth and finding happiness and have access to education, tools, resources, and a community that can help you do better, then listen up closely. I've got a secret for you. You don't have to struggle for years to live a purposeful, happy life. The way to transform your life into the life of your dreams is to find clarity, focus, and taking intentional actions. I look forward to helping you become more passionate and driven about finding your purpose and finding your joy and happiness. Get ready to step into your greatness and genius and finally see the results that you deserve. If you're ready to become the best version of yourself, I am so absolutely delighted to be on this journey with you. I want to welcome you and it's a pleasure to be connecting with you once again. In today's episode, I'd like to look at the concept of karma or is it karma? What I'd like to do is shed light on and share a perspective of karma from a new age vantage point point and explore karma from an ancient, old-age Indian Vedic point of view. I'd like to think of myself as not only a great blend of East and West, but also a great amalgamation of the old, ancient wisdom and new-age quantum spirituality. Is it karma or is it karma? Let me dive into the new-age concept of karma. Time is an illusion. Do we all agree on that? Is there anyone who doesn't agree? Anyone think that time is real? Because you see, Einstein proved that it was an illusion. Scientists subsequently have proved it's an illusion. We have only straightened out time in the last 500 years to accommodate our Renaissance and to satisfy the scientific and Judeo-Christian ethics. Both rely very heavily on the beginning and end of reality. On the beginning and the end of time. Both need time to be a straight, linear line. Prior to 500 years ago, time was a spiral. And it was created to serve us and assist us. It can still be of service as a convenience. Let's get together tonight at 8 o'clock. Makes sense. So if you don't have the concept of time, we'd be going, let's get together. So we create time to say, let's do it Sunday, the 13th at 8 p.m. It's much more convenient that way. So we create time as an illusion of convenience. Time is an illusion, which means that there is no then, and there is no before, and there is no after. There is only now. So let us talk about karma. What is karma? Karma is called the law of cause and effect. Karma is supposedly the law that says that you did it then, then you're going to pay for it now. Now wait a minute. We all agreed that there is no such thing as time and therefore what happened then and what happens now are all happening at the same time. You say, if you murdered someone in another lifetime, then you're going to have to get murdered in this one. Some say that's just poppycock. Absolute sheer nonsense. If you get murdered in this lifetime, and you murdered someone in that lifetime, both events are happening simultaneously. How could one cause the other? How could that happen? It can't. Therefore, this idea that what you did in your past lifetimes, you're paying for now, is a philosophical, political, metaphysical statement and might not be an accurate one. Where does a law of karma come from, you might ask? Primarily, for most of you, it comes out of Eastern religion. Now here again, think about it. Imagine, here you are, the holy man, the Messiah, right? And right here are your 400,000 followers who are starving, who have miserable lives, who exist in absolute abject poverty. So what do you tell them? Well, you created this because you didn't love yourself good enough. Oh my goodness. Talk about a self-destructive statement. So instead, you say, mm, All you're suffering now. Be glad of it. Because you're burning off karma. You must have been some rotten-to-the-core human being Based on the karma that you're burning off. But nonetheless, you're burning off karma. And every lifetime after lifetime filled with misery is burning off karma. What on earth did you do that was so horrible that you deserve 40, 50, 60, 100 lifetimes of misery? Good grief! No, that's what you say to placate millions of people when you hear the growl of their stomachs and see the starvation in their eyes, it's what you do when you know of no way to silence the growl of hunger or end the starvation. You're burning off karma. There is a time that you were gluttonous and you ate too much, and now you're burning it off. There was a time when you deprived people of their food, and now you're burning it off. All things are simultaneous. There is no such thing as law of karma. There is a kind of karmic choice that you create for yourself. That's the importance. A karmic choice, not a law. You see, you may have done something dastardly in a past lifetime, and you decided, Look, I've got to work on that. I can't let that stand. I want to fix that. You may have betrayed someone and therefore said, I can't walk away from that. I am choosing. I am deciding. I am believing that I want to pay for that. I want to pay for that by going through it myself. Now, I ask you, if you cut off someone's fingers and afterwards you feel, what did I do? Does cutting off your own finger fix it? No, it doesn't. Does cutting off two fingers fix it? How about cutting your hand off at your wrist? Does that fix that? It doesn't fix it, does it? What does? Any ideas? Forgive yourself. As you forgive yourself and apologize to them on whatever level you need to do that, that's what perhaps helps fix it. That's what might fix it. So you may have done betraying and dastardly things in your past. Absolutely. And you may have failed miserably at love. And you may have failed miserably at power and you may have been an oppressive person, and you decided, in this lifetime, I want to deal with love, and I want to learn about oppression, and I want to deal with this, and I want to deal with that. I want to deal with power. But that's your choice, not the imposition of karma. That's your choice. Therefore, karma does exist as long as you believe in it. And as soon as you're willing to drop it, It's gone. Not as soon as someone gives you permission, but rather as soon as you're willing to drop it. It's gone. So yes, you do have karma because you choose it. God didn't impose it. Some say karma is a law. I say perhaps it is a choice. I encourage you to think for yourself. You know time is a simultaneous illusion. Therefore, how can something happen before and something happen after? It is all happening now. How can something cause something else when both are simultaneous? How could there be karmic law? How could you be paying retribution for a lifetime that's happening right now? No, karma is not a law. It is a choice. An example. Assume you were betrayed in a previous lifetime, and you were also betrayed in this lifetime. How do you respond to the current betrayal, maybe influenced by the past betrayal? Some may handle it poorly because it's happened to me before. Others may handle it superbly because this happened to me before. How will you handle it? It's not written in a book that all betrayal will be handled this way. No, it's not. You decide how you're going to handle it. If you were betrayed before and are betrayed now, the cause of the current betrayal is now, and you choose whether the previous betrayal is going to make it easier. It's your choice, not the law. Then you can realize this, then you can let it go. You're done with karma when you allow yourself to let it go, just like you're done with physical lifetimes when you decide you're done, when you realize, I've learned enough. I don't really have to learn anything else at all. I choose to learn and I am done. It's not suggested that you don't learn and it's also not suggested that you don't have to. You don't have to, but you do. What about karma? It's a choice, a self determined, self imposed choice. So, now that I gave you a taste of karma from a new age spiritual perspective, and I'd like to now give a completely different perspective from an old age representation of what is karma. According to ancient Hindu Vedic teachings, karma is the law of cause and effect, karma is life. The subtle frequencies of what is going to emerge into events and opportunities are all stored as karmic impressions. Whatever one does or is doing is because of karma. The concept of karma is very subtle and cannot be understood at a gross level, as we do not pay attention to what course our life is taking. We do not understand the deeper meaning behind most of our actions. We do not have the energies to go into deeper levels of awareness to appreciate karmic impressions. The first step in understanding karma begins with staying conscious and putting your attention or focus on the throat chakra. Just by this simple exercise, you can control a lot of karmic happenings. We all have in some sense accepted karma. We do not even want to challenge it. Many are stuck in the same job, in the same position, doing the same thing repeatedly. Repeated action and thought is karma. For a person who is free of karma, every moment is new. He or she can create a new event every moment. So you might be wondering, how does one go about diffusing karma? The diffusion of karma cannot be done by the mind. It's the most important thing that we have to understand. Mentally you can make as many affirmations as you want you can write them down as many times as you want you will end up repeating the same actions and behaviors every one of us is born with a certain mindset and does certain things that forms the pattern of their life we work unconsciously as if we were under a spell we unconsciously move and work under the same patterns and mindsets we are not conscious of our thoughts actions and behaviors The influence of karma puts us under a spell that does not allow us to think straight or work effectively. You need to start with becoming alert to the core. More energy needs to be created to diffuse karma. My Guruji in India said When you become alert, you begin to challenge reality, challenge karma. When you challenge karma, you are not going to accept things as they are. Every minute you're going to be conscious. At no time are you going to be unconscious. That is why Buddhism follows a beautiful concept of mindful action, bringing reality into every action, eating with awareness, reading with awareness, working with awareness. But this becomes a tedious task for many. Some can't even bring awareness into our breathing even for a few minutes. As Guruji puts it, When you bring more attention, then you become more alert, then karma will stop. Karma stops because you are waking up to a different dimension of existence, where you are able to see the karma coming forth, and then the attention burns off the karma. So, how do we change karma? We always want something more out of life. For some, this manifests, while others, it does not. Again, this might be because of karma. Perhaps you want a better job and change jobs, but everything stays the same. Perhaps you move from one bad relationship to another. Perhaps you have money worries that never end. Perhaps you have tried most of the techniques that are available, and you have even done endless and tirelessly have done affirmations, and this has not worked. In order to manifest anything you want, you must break old patterns or karma that has been created. Only when you dissolve your old karma, whether for money, career, relationship, or even health and well being, you can manifest abundance and all that you want to experience in life. There is a particular karma busting mantra that I was initiated into by my Guruji in India. That I actually give you the history and teach you this extraordinary mantra. To once and for all destroy your old past karma. Please refer to www.naturally-happy.com meditation where I not only give you the karma busting mantra, but also the prosperity and the love mantras. There is a particular sound frequency for busting karma. The sound was discovered when cosmic events were created. There's a story of how the sound came into being. In primordial times, the demons and the gods were churning the ocean of milk for the purpose of finding the elixir of immortality, Amrutam. The elixir was supposed to come out of the churning of the ocean of milk. They used a snake as a rope for churning. After churning the ocean for a while, the elixir emerged from the ocean and at the same time the snake vomited poison. Shiva the greatest being, was watching the whole scene, taking pity on both parties. He picked up the poison and drank it, which stayed in his throat, turning it blue. This poison is the story that represents karma, repetitive thought patterns and behavior. The karma-busting mantra means blue throat, referring to the time when Shiva drank the poison, which got lodged in his throat. The Karma Busting Mantra that I teach you on Naturally Happy.com is the sound frequency for busting karma. When you wake up in the morning, do the Karma Busting Meditation for at least three minutes while still in bed. Chant this sacred mantra in the throat while visualizing a blue light. Later on, when you shower, repeat the mantra. After the shower, it is important that you take a few flower petals or even a whole flower and roll them on your head, around the brain area and forehead, throat, neck, shoulders, and chest, your heart area. As you do this, pass your negative financial karma onto the flower petals. Put the mantra, the sacred sound frequency, into each area of your body. Let the negative thoughts about anything that you want to manifest be absorbed by the flower let the negative karma stored in your throat pass into the flower. Let your burdens from the right and left shoulder pass into the flower. Literally let the burden lift off your shoulders. Let any heartache and sorrow about all aspects of your life in your heart pass into the flower. Do not smell the flower petals. Hold them in your right hand as you do this ritual Imagine the flower petals have absorbed your past life karma and present life karma and then crush them, saying the karma-busting mantra that I give you on the website. Then throw these scapegoat flower petals away and wash your hands. Do not touch them. Blue is an important vibration. While doing this technique or chanting or meditating on the sound, you have to visualize the color blue. Blue is the color of life, and its chakra is located at the throat. Blue also represents the element of air, and thus visualization of the color blue helps you vibrate with life. Flowers come a very pure dimension. They carry space energy, the energy of Akash, space. Your karmic records are said to be stored in the Ashik records, the realm of space energy. Flowers have the occult hidden power to help you access the ashic records. This spiritual technology is like directly updating a database. I promise you, if you work with the flowers and this amazing karma busting mantra, you will find a tremendous benefit from this sacred ritual. Many people ask themselves the questions why do I hurt for money? Ancient Indian Vedic teachings tell us that. There's only one answer to your question. You are born with bad money karma. So how do we create new money karma? Using Vedic technology. Achieving healthy finances involves goals and visions. Most people don't have visions, they just get by. Visions have to be supported by practical data. Ask yourself some tough questions. Am I too idealistic? Am I being unconscious? The moment you put your attention on looking at finances, ideas will come. You might ask the divine to help you and to inspire you with fruitful ideas. Write on a little piece of paper what you want to manifest. This should be very, very legible and put it all over your home. Go to your workplace and then put it on your desk. When you happen to see the figure, the numbers that you want to manifest, It will have a tremendous impact on your consciousness. That's one thing. Another thing that you must do is to put up pictures representing financial abundance. Put up a picture of a money tree. The money tree goes back to the archetypical imagination of the human race. There are money trees in heaven. They are not just money trees, but they are trees capable of manifesting things you want. These are called wish-fulfilling trees. In Sanskrit, they are called kalpavriksha the trees that manifest your desires. So it's important to visualize because the money tree belongs to the unconscious and the archetypical imagination. Close the meditation and bow and give thanks to the divine for the enlightened teachings given to us by the ancient siddhas. Thank you for joining me on the Naturally Happy Podcast. If you're finding these episodes helpful, I'd love for you to share your experience with others. And the easiest way for new people to listen to the podcast is to refer them to the website at www.naturally-happy.com podcast. With great love and respect, I hope that this episode is real, authentic, and valuable. I've touched on a lot of points and I'd love to keep the conversation going. If you're finding these episodes helpful and this episode has been true to you, if it's inspired you and if it's given you great information, please help me. Help me to get the messages out there. This podcast is listened to by many people every week and I can do a lot better, but I cannot do it alone. It's just me and a very, very, very small team. So I need your help and I am asking you for your help. If that feels right to you, I'd love and appreciate if you could share this episode with three people that you love in the next 60 minutes. Just do this please, because the world shifts from misery and turmoil to love, happiness and joy. The world shifts from busyness to productivity. You can either change the world or you can make excuses, but you cannot do both. So please share this episode with three people over the next 60 minutes so we get the messaging out there, so we plant the seed, so we help more people. We help people have more freedom and more happiness and joy. And that's not the fake happiness, but the real, authentic, genuine happiness that lies in the seat of their hearts in peace, love, and gratitude. Till next time.